We're going to go to two places in Scripture tonight. First, Psalm 34, verse 10. Vamos a ir a dos porciones esta noche. Primero, Salmo 34, verso 10. Luego, San Mateo, capítulo 7, verso 7. And then we're going to go to Matthew, chapter 7, verse 7. Matthew 7, 7. A good verse of the Bible to memorize. And tonight I want to speak on a subject which is going to be a personal confession. My subject tonight is God will meet my needs. Can you say that with me tonight? God will meet my needs. You believe that? Esta noche el tema es una confesión personal. Dios hará lo que yo necesito. ¿Cuántos lo creen esta noche? Do you have a need? Anybody in here? Only three of you have a need. So maybe I'm preaching the wrong sermon to the wrong crowd. Do you have a need tonight? Do you believe God can meet that need? Amen. Say it again. God will meet my need. Psalm 34 and verse 10. It says, The young lions do lack and suffer hunger. But they who seek the Lord shall not be in want of any good thing. That's good, isn't it? God says that the, the young lions will have moments when their mama can find no food. But those who seek the Lord will lack no good thing. How many of you are trusting in God tonight? Then we go over to Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. A verse that I quote often, but I haven't taught uh, exclusively on this verse in a while, so we're going to do that tonight. Ask, and it will be given unto you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it is opened. Father, we thank you again for your presence tonight. We thank you for the promise when you said, if two or three would gather in my name, that you would be in our midst. We know you're here tonight. And we ask tonight that you would come and anoint us as we hear the word to receive it as a good seed sown in the good soil of our hearts. And I pray as well that you would anoint my lips of clay to teach the word of the living God tonight. And that you would speak to each one individually at the place and point of their need. We ask that in Jesus' name. And everybody said a strong amen. amen. Say it again. God will meet my need. Tonight I want to speak about three things that position you for God to meet your need. Esta noche quiero hablar sobre tres cosas que pueden uh, ponerlo en la posición de recibir las cosas que usted Necesita. There's a verse in the Bible in the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 which we studied a little while ago. It says that God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches in glory. And we studied how that verse means a specific thing to a specific group of people. In other words, not everybody can claim that particular verse. Only the people who put themselves in the position to receive from God can claim that promise over their life. And in that particular context, it's talking about the, the, the uh, truth of giving and receiving. 
And so if you're a giver, God says, then you can expect me to meet all of your financial and provisional needs. Well, tonight I want to talk about how we need to be acting in these three ways so that we can be positioned to receive those things that we need from God. Now, when I say God will meet my needs, I'm not in any way suggesting that God will not also give you what you desire. There, are, there is a difference, isn't there, between wants and needs? Everybody knows that, right? Todos sabemos que hay una diferencia entre lo que necesitamos y lo que queremos. There are a lot of things we want but don't need. Hay muchas cosas que queremos pero no necesitamos. And then there are some things that we need. They are things that are essential to our life and to our peace. Pero luego hay cosas que son necesarias y son esenciales para nuestra vida. Dios quiere cumplir cada una de nuestras necesidades y a la vez dice que Él nos dará los deseos de nuestro corazón. The Bible said that God will meet our need, but He'll also give us the desires of our hearts. And so it's not as though God can only meet needs, but tonight I want to speak, uh, speak specifically about that. And I want to tell you that these three things apply also to receiving the things that you desire from God. I bet if I asked everyone in here tonight if you have everything you need, most of you would say yes to the very essential things. You have clothing, food, and shelter. But then there are some other things that you need that you may not have. Some of you may need help but you don't have health. Some of you may need peace in your mind, but you don't have peace in your mind. You may need emotional stability, but you don't have that. And I want to let you know that whatever it is that you need, God wants to meet your need. His promise is that everyone, or pardon, no one who trusts in God will suffer lack or want. And la Escritura dice que nadie que teme en Dios sufrirá de la escasez. And so our God is a need-meeting God. In fact, he is a father. And the very essence of a father is that he meets the needs of his family. La pura esencia de un padre es que un padre cumple las necesidades de sus hijos. Dios es nuestro padre. Y él quiere cumplir con cada una de las necesidades que pueda haber en la vida so tonight, we read the words of Jesus. Now, in this chapter of the Bible, the disciples had come to Jesus, and they had asked him to teach them how to pray. And after he had gone through teaching on prayer, he then gave them this recipe. He said, ask, and it will be given. Seek, and you will find, and knock, and the door will be opened Unto you. So I want to look at those three things tonight. First of all, we're going to look at the word ask. Say ask. Primero esta noche vamos a ver la palabra pide. How many of you have a problem with asking? ¿Cuántos tienen un problema con pedir? A few of you. Um, some people have a problem with asking for help. Uh, uh, or others have a problem with asking for directions. Algunos tienen problema pedir ayuda. Otros prefieren estar perdidos que, que pedir dirección. Some of you would rather be lost all day than ask somebody for directions. All right? Sometimes asking is intimidating because it puts us in a place of submission. 
A veces cuando pedimos nos, uh, eh, nos da un poco de temor porque sentimos que estamos en un lugar uh, subajado ahí en un lugar sujeto a la misericordia de alguien más. It feels like we're at the mercy of somebody else. But then there are some people who don't have any problems asking. Hay algunos que no tienen ningún problema pedir. How many of you are in here tonight? You just don't mind asking. I remember Brother Chano Garcia, he was one of our deacons here. He, he had a saying because we would go into the mission field and we would go to people's houses and he would just, you know, ask for stuff. And uh, el hermano Garcia, cuando íbamos a una casa, él pedía cualquier cosa. And he told me one day, he said, my mom told me, don't be ashamed unless you're stealing. All right, so, él dijo, mi mamá me dijo que no tuviera vergüenza pedir a menos que estuviera robando. Así que él pidía y tenía una tranquilidad con eso. He was very uh, uh, at peace with asking. And that's what God wants from you and from me. He wants us to be at peace with asking. He wants us to be comfortable with asking him for the needs of our life. Dios quiere que usted y yo estemos confortables con pedirle ayuda, con pedirle lo que necesitamos en nuestra vida. Now, sometimes when we talk about asking, the thing that comes to mind is this. We say, Pastor, why does God make me ask for things if he already knows that I need it? Quizá a veces se pregunta usted, ¿por qué es que Dios quiere que yo pida si Él ya sabe que yo necesito algo? ¿Por qué nomás no me lo da? Uh, and the answers I think are obvious, but I think we need to explore that for just a minute. Creo que la respuesta es obvio, pero debemos uh, explorarlo un poco. Uh, one of the reasons that God has us ask is because if he just did everything that we needed, we would give credit to all the wrong things. Si Dios haría todo lo que necesitaríamos sin nuestra petición, nosotros nos dar, les daríamos gloria a todas las cosas equivocadas. As it is, we give glory to the wrong things. Ya como es, a veces le damos la gloria a las cosas equivocadas. So there are two reasons primarily. Number one, God uh, has us ask him because asking in prayer makes us honest and transparent before God. Número uno, Dios nos, nos instruye a pedir porque Él sabe o Él quiere que seamos honestos y transparentes delante de Él. When we ask God for help, cuando le pedimos a Dios ayuda, we get down to the very essence of what we need. We become honest with God. And you would think that uh, all of us would just naturally be honest with God, but sometimes uh, we are not as honest as we could be in just telling God the very basic things that we need in our life. A veces no somos tan honestos como podemos ser con Dios. Y Él quiere que seamos honestos y transparentes en nuestra petición. He wants us to be honest and transparent in our requests. Number two, God has us to ask because asking acknowledges God's place in our life. God's role in our life. Número dos, cuando pedimos, estamos reconociendo el lugar de Dios en nuestra vida. When you ask God for something, you are recognizing that he is in a position of authority and power to be able to meet your need. 
Cuando usted le pide algo a Dios, él es, usted está reconociendo que Él está en un lugar de autoridad y un lugar de poder para poder hacer la cosa que está pidiendo. And so God says, ask. Say that word, ask again. I want you to notice that these three things, ask, seek, and knock, they are three things. Not, not just ask, seek, and knock, but they are a command, an invitation, and a promise. All right, say that with me. Command, invitation, promise. First of all, it's a command. He said, ask, seek, knock. Primero vemos que estas tres palabras son una encomienda, son un mandato de Dios. Pide, busca y toca. Es una, una encomienda, un mandato. It's a command from God. And then it's a, an invitation. If God says ask, he's inviting you to, to lean on him. He's inviting you to depend on him. Luego es una invitación. Dios está haciendo una invitación a que tú le pidas. Que tú hagas una petición delante de él. Finally, it's a promise because he says, ask and it will be. Seek and it will be. Knock and it will be. And all of us need something to be, right? So we need some things to happen. And God says, I promise that if you ask, seek, and knock, you will find those things come into your life. All right, another principle about asking is that God wants us to ask specifically. Otro principio de, la, de nuestras peticiones es que Dios quiere que seamos específicos en nuestras oraciones. Many of us, we start the day like this. Lord, bless me today. Well, that's a good prayer, but it's not a very specific prayer. Muchas veces comenzamos el día con una oración como esta. Señor, bendíceme hoy. Pero esa, esa oración no es muy específica. So God wants specific prayers. Dios quiere peticiones específicas. Something specific would be like this. Lord, I need $1,200 today to pay for Charlie's braces. That's specific. Now there's no... No making a mistake about what you're asking for. Si usted tiene una petición específica, va a decir, Señor, yo necesito mil dólares hoy para hacer este pago de médico, del dentista o lo que sea. Y usted está siendo específico. Si usted dice, bendíceme hoy, Señor. He can give you, if you just say, bless me today, Lord, he can give you a donut and he blessed you. <laughs> so we have to be specific. One of the uh, great pastors in the world, Pastor Paul Youngie Cho, he said that he, when he was uh, beginning his church, he asked God for a bicycle and a desk, and he ended up getting a rusty bicycle and a rusty desk. So he said, all right, I'm going to be more specific, and started asking for a, a certain color bicycle, a new bicycle, and a bicycle with a bell, and God gave him all that he requested. Say amen, somebody. So you have to be specific with God about what you are in need of. All right? So if you are in need of a house, tell him how many rooms that house needs. And how many, uh, how big you want the dining room to be. And how much of a yard you need. Come on, somebody. If you need a car, tell God what kind of car you need. Now, it might not be the car you want, but tell him what you need. Listen, God is honored by specific prayer. Because this is what happens. When you go to God and you say, Lord, 
I need $1,200 for this bill. And then you go to the mailbox, and there's a $1,200 check in the mail. Guess what you're going to do? You're going to come to church, and you're going to say, the Lord bless me. But when you're not specific, and that blessing shows up in your mailbox, you're going to say, I'm so lucky. I really got it. It finally It's finally my turn. No, it's not your turn. You got to give honor to God. Come on, somebody. I said, give honor to God. So God is honored by specific prayers, by specific requests being made before God. All right, so let's look at this word ask. Now, I'm going to mention several Bible verses. You probably will not have the uh, time to go and open your Bible to each one, but at least try to jot them down as we go through. First one is found in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5. Mire, Primera de Reyes, capítulo 3, verso 5. God says to King Solomon, ask, what shall I give to you? Dios le dice a Salomón, pídeme, ¿qué te daré yo a ti? There God gives Solomon a blank check. Dios le, do, le da a Salomón un cheque blanco. How many of you would like a blank check from God? I don't think you know what you're talking about. Because if you got a blank check from God, you fill it out for $1,200. Come on. You got to know what you need. Solomon got a blank check from God. Guess what? You already have received a blank check from God. Because Jesus said, ask and it will be given unto you. What would you ask for if God said, ask me whatever you want? Solomon came before God, and he said, Lord, give me wisdom. He could have asked for money. He could have asked for power. He could have asked for fame, but he asked God for wisdom. And God gave him money. He gave him power. He gave him fame. But above all those things, God gave him wisdom to lead the people of Israel. And God tonight is telling you, ask me. What it is you need from me. Then we read in Isaiah chapter 58 verse 2. God's desire for the nation of Israel. He says they will seek me daily. Delight to know my ways. As a nation they will do righteousness. And they will not forsake the ordinance of God. They ask me the ordinance of justice. And they take delight in approaching me. God is looking for a people that delights in coming near to him to ask. In Zechariah chapter 10, verse 1, we're given another promise. He says, ask the Lord for rain. Ask the Lord for spiritual blessing and abundance in the time of the latter rain. And the Lord will make the flashing clouds and the showers of rain and the grass in the field will be watered. And then we read in Matthew chapter 18, verse 19 through 20. Jesus speaking, he said, again I say to you, if any two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. This is why you need to be united. Because where there is unity, you and I can come before God and God will meet our needs. 
When you're divided, when you're split up, when you're fighting in the home, God can't meet your needs because there's no unity there. And you're asking amiss. He wants you to unite and to agree together. Matthew 21, verse 22. Whatever thing you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. John 14, 13 through 14. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do that, that my Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. John 16, 24. Until now you have asked for nothing in my name. Ask and it will, you will receive, that my joy may be made full. I'll give you a couple more here. All right, James chapter 1, verse 5 through 6. The Bible says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives it liberally and without reproach. 1 John 3, 22. Whatever you ask, we receive from him because he keeps his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Last one, 1 John 5, 14 through 15. Now this confidence we have before God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have our petition which we have asked of him. Say this with me. God wants me to ask. I just read you several verses there of the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. God keeps saying, ask, 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 ask. So if you're lonely, ask. If you're broke, ask. If you are sick, ask. Say amen, somebody. Now, I read through a lot of those verses rather quickly, but if you jotted them down, you'll be able to go study them later as I know you will. But there are seven truths in these verses I want you to take down real quick. All right, first truth. God wants you to ask him about all your needs. La primera verdad que vemos aquí es que Dios quiere que tú le preguntes o le pidas sobre todas tus necesidades. God wants to be glorified by your asking. And he wants you to ask about all your needs, not just the little ones, and not just the big ones, but all of your needs. The second truth that we find in this is that God is pleased in revealing to us his will and his word. Número dos, vemos aquí que Dios tiene placer en revelarnos su palabra y su voluntad cuando le pedimos. The third thing we see here is that we can ask God for all of our needs, even the natural ones. You know, God doesn't just want to meet your spiritual needs. He wants to meet your, your physical needs as well, your natural needs. And he wants to meet them according to his will. Number four, faith asks. La fe pide. Es otro principio aquí. Listen. If you are walking in faith, faith knows how to ask. If you don't know how to ask, get in faith. Because faith naturally knows how to ask. La fe sabe pedir. When, when the slaves came out of Egypt with Moses, they didn't know how to ask. They walked in unbelief. All they knew how to do was complain. And because they complained, they died in the wilderness. But then a new generation came up. A faith generation, and that generation knew how to ask. 
So if you know how to ask, you're showing the traits of being a mature believer. Say amen, somebody. Because faith knows how to ask and walk in obedience to God. Now, the next truth is this, that asking, uh, we, when we ask, we ask according to God's will. Otro principio es esto. Cuando pedimos, pedimos de acuerdo a la voluntad de Dios. And then finally, when we ask, we have this assurance, God always hears us. Y finalmente, cuando pedimos, sabemos que Dios siempre nos oye. I want you to say this with me. God always hears me. You know, Jesus said that in John chapter 17. He said, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. Listen, God always hears you. Dios siempre nos oye. Even when you're complaining. Aun cuando estás renegando. Dios te oye. You know, there's a verse in the book of Malachi. Interesting verse. It says that there will be some having a conversation. And one will say to the other. These are the things I believe God's going to do. And God will hear it and say, I'm going to do that. They weren't even praying. They are just talking about what God could do. God says, I'll even listen to your conversations. So if you're having a conversation, says, I think I'm going to die of this disease. I just don't know if I'm going to make it out of this problem. I'm probably going to drown in this, in this Red Sea. God said, well, I can't do nothing with that. But when you go and you have a conversation with somebody that knows the word, you say, you know what? God can do anything. God can turn this thing around. God can reverse this curse. Come on, somebody. God can make a way where there's no way. God's listening. He always hears you. Dios siempre está escuchando. Dios siempre está oyendo. And that needs to be in our heart because sometimes we think that we're uttering prayers that nobody's listening to. But God is listening. God knows. And when, when you and I pray, even if they are kind of careless prayers that we don't think are very powerful that God's going to hear. God's taking note on what you're desiring and asking of him and he's going to do those things in your life. How many of you know that this is true? You've had God answer a prayer you didn't even pray. I mean, I've said before, man, I really wish I had some garden tomatoes and then the next day there they are. I said, Lord, I didn't even ask for this. But God says, I delight I delight in, in meeting your needs. I delight in supplying those things that you need in your life. And sometimes we don't exactly know how God's going to do it, but we trust that he is listening. He always hears us, and then he always answers. He may not answer the way you want, but he's always going to answer. One of the problems we have is that we ask and don't stick around for the answer. We're like that little boy that knocks on the door and runs away. <laughs> Got him again. God says, hey, if you'll wait on me, I'll tell you what you need to hear. Slow down. Listen. If you're going to ask me for wisdom, let me teach you. If you're going to ask me for understanding, open my word. Let my word speak into your life. 
So we have to ask, knowing God hears and God answers. Now, we'll go quickly to the next one. He says, seek. Say that with me, seek. Ahora vamos a ver la palabra buscar. This word, seek, it implies that we have an undivided pursuit of God. Esta palabra buscar significa que tenemos una, estamos, estamos persiguiendo a Dios sin dividir nuestra atención. It means that we trust God to be the full meaning and purpose of our life. Buscar a Dios implica que hemos decidido que Dios es el que define nuestra vida. Listen. What does it mean to seek God? It means to say, God, you're the one who defines my life. If there's any meaning or purpose in my life, you're the one that gives it to me. My life exists. My life consists of your divine purpose and agenda for me. And too often, we only give God the side, the side job so the, or the uh, Attention that is left over. He's saying, you want, if you want to have what you need, if you want to have answers to prayer, he says, seek me. Over and over again, he says in the scriptures, seek me. So I want to give you a few, a few verses here. Second Chronicles chapter 19, verse 3. It says, prepare your heart to seek God. Dice, Segunda de Crónicas, capítulo 19, verso 3. Prepara tu corazón para buscar a Dios. Job chapter 5 verse 8. Job says, but as for me, I would seek God and to God I would commit my cause. Job 5:58 dice, Job, yo buscaré a Dios y pondré mi causa delante de él. Psalm 14 verse 2. It says the Lord looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there is anyone who understands and who seeks after God. Listen, God is looking down from heaven and he's looking for a specific person. Who's he looking for? Someone that seeks him. Dios está buscando a alguien que le busque. That's why when you set time apart to meet with God, and you sit at your kitchen table, you turn off the television, you turn off Netflix, you turn off YouTube, you turn off social media, and you get into the word that God shows up. Why? Because he's looking in the, in, all over the world for somebody to hang out with. He's looking for somebody that's seeking him. He said, Pastor, the other day I came to church and some people were getting blessed and I didn't get nothing. Because you weren't seeking, you were looking. How come they're getting blessed? That sister over there, she just started coming to church. Look at her getting blessed. And I've been here all my life, haven't been blessed yet. What is you, what's going on there? You're not giving God your attention. Give God your attention, God will show up in your life. Say amen, somebody. He's looking for somebody that will seek him. Psalm 24, verse 5 and 6. He shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. The generations of those who seek him, who seek his face. And then we read in Psalm 27, verse 4. One thing I have desired of the Lord, and this will I seek, 
that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. One thing David says I'm after and that's to seek the face of God. Because look, if you find God's, you find everything. God cannot go anywhere without meeting needs. I'll give you an example. Um, this week, this uh, week at the uh, school, I was told that there were some theological books in the thrift store in Kennedy. All right, don't worry about going there now because I already picked it clean. But uh, when I received this message, I knew it was from the Lord. All right, and uh, you don't know me in books, okay? Books and I are like this. So uh, I I told the students, I said, look, I'm going to go for about 30 minutes to the to the thrift store because there's theology books there. If you want to go, you can come. We'll go in the van. So uh, I could tell how studious my students are because only three of them went. And one of them never reads. And the one that never reads, I was wondering, I wonder why he came. And then we're looking at the books, and he's not looking at the books. So what's this about? And then I turned around and I said, I said, Brother Jake, call McDonald's and put in a breakfast order. And the boy that came, because he doesn't like books, but he likes to eat. And he said, I knew there would be breakfast if I came on this trip. <laughs> you see, you got to do that with God. You say, if God shows up, there's going to be breakfast. If God shows up, there's going to be blessings. Come on, somebody. You don't, you don't have to know where he's going. Just get on the van and go with God. God will meet your need. That blessed me. I thought, he has so much faith <laughs> that he was just sitting there waiting. There's going to be tacos or sausage biscuits or something. Now, there's a blessing in here. David says, I'm going to seek one thing, and that's God. Because if I get God, I get it all. If I get God, all my needs get met. Say amen, somebody. Psalm 27, verse 8. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, oh God, your face will I seek. It's an invitation. God is saying, seek my face. And our heart says, oh God, your face will I seek. Psalm 63, verse 1 and 2, it says, oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. Now listen, he says, early will I seek you. And David is naturally talking about seeking God in the morning. But really, I think this could be applied to the fact that we need to seek God early in the need. Not when it's too late, not when it's at the end, not when it's the last resort, but the first person we call is God. When you just start to suspect you're going to have a need, you seek God early about that need. Don't wait until, until the, the situation is out of control and out of your hands. Go to God first. Because God says, seek me first. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all the other things will be added unto you. Come on, somebody. Si usted y yo buscamos a Dios, dice el salmista, busca a Dios temprano. 
Y él está hablando de la, de, de la mañana Pero podemos referir esto a, a buscar a Dios temprano En nuestra situación No esperar al último recurso Sino el primer, la primera llamada Es Dios The first person I'm going to talk to About any situation is God Don't talk to your comadre and your compadre and your neighbors Talk to God Because they can't meet your need Say amen somebody You see what happens sometimes Is we frustrate people Because we're trying to get them to meet our need Trying to get them to make us happy Trying to make them, get them to make us feel good about ourselves Trying to get them to make us feel like we're in the right place You don't need them, you need God And when you have what you need from God, instead of looking for something from them, you're looking for get to give them something. Because you realize my needs aren't met by people. They're met by a God who is able to meet every need. Isaiah 26 verse 9. With my soul I have desired you in the night. Yes, my soul within me will seek you early. Once again, he says there. Daniel chapter 9 verse 3. Daniel says, then... I set my face toward the Lord to make my request and prayer and supplication before God. Now, let me give you six truths about seeking. Are you ready? Just real quick here. Number one, seek God first. Say that with me. Seek God first. Most, most of the time, we, we, we call in God, we call in the pastor, we call in the church. When it's already too late. You have to do it first. God is honored by that. He's honored by first. Second principle or second truth. Is that if you will seek him. He will make himself known to you. El primer principio es busca a Dios primero. Segundo principio es que si tú lo buscas. Él se va a dejar hallar por ti. You know God's not playing hide and seek with you. God's not hanging out and just hiding from you. He wants to be found by you. He says, seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Dice, búscame y me hallarás cuando me busques con todo tu corazón. Y eso es el principio de buscar a Dios y saber que Él se va a dejar hallar the next principle is that you need to seek God when you have sinned. Tercer principio es que tenemos que buscar a Dios cuando hemos pecado. Listen, if you've sinned, you'll know it. Seek God first, right away, early. Sin is problematic. Sin causes pain. Sin causes trouble. But the earlier you bring it to God, the sooner you can stop the bleeding and start the healing. And so if, you're, if you have sinned against God, come to him right away. Come early. Next principle is that you need to seek God when you're in danger. Segundo principio, busca a Dios cuando estás en peligro. If you're in danger of anything, seek God. The next principle, seek God with humility of heart. Otro principio, busca a Dios con humildad de corazón. 
That means you submit and you humble yourself before God. You say, God, I can't do this alone. I need your help. I need your presence in my life. And then finally, once again, when you seek him, seek him with all of your heart. Don't do a half-hearted search. When, when you look for him, when you seek him, it's a full-body exercise. It's a full-life experience. Your body, your soul, your spirit are engaged in the search for God, in seeking his face. And it's not something that can be done in a neglectful way, but it requires the whole of who we are. Now, I want to go quickly to knocking. The word knocking, it now implies that there's a door. Ahora vamos a la, a la palabra que significa que si buscas hallarás y si tocas la puerta se te abrirá. And I want you to just think about this door for a minute. Vamos a pensar sobre esta puerta un momento. This door is the door of provision. This door is the door of supply. Esta es la puerta de la provisión. Es la puerta del almacén del cielo. This is the door of heaven's warehouse in which is the inventory of all that Christ has given to the believer. And that door is closed until you ask, seek, and knock. Hay una, una almacén de bendiciones que Dios ha preparado para su iglesia y ese almacén solo se abre cuando la iglesia viene a pedir, a buscar y a tocar a la puerta. Listen, everything you need from God is in that door. Todo lo que usted necesita de Dios está en esa puerta. And that door is a person. Esa puerta es una persona. Who is that person? Jesus said, I am the door. I am the way. He said, I am the door. Jesús dijo, yo soy la puerta. Say that with me. Jesus is the door. Listen, in Jesus there is financial provision. In Jesus there is physical provision. In Jesus there is spiritual provision. In Jesus there is emotional provision. Anything you need is in Jesus. And when you come to him, you knock. You're knocking on the door of his finished work and provision. And the word knock here implies that we do this continually. You knock until something happens. Tocar la puerta es hacer algo continuo. Significa que vas a tocar la puerta hasta que alguien abra. Hasta que haya un cambio. And sometimes you have to knock when you're at somebody's house because you know they're there and either they are not able to hear you or don't want to hear you. And God says, you keep knocking. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter 23, we have a situation just like this. David is trying to go up against an enemy. And he goes toward God and he says, Lord, should I attack the Philistines? And the Lord said, go attack. So David told the men, he said, we're going to go attack the Philistines. They said, David, 
we're afraid to attack them at home, much less outside of the house. And David went back to the Lord. He said, Lord, should I attack the Philistines? The Lord said, attack them. And he went and he, he succeeded in that battle. And then he came back. And in, in chapter 30, verse 8, we read again. He says, Lord, should I attack? And the Lord said, go. And over and over again. 2 Samuel chapter 2, verse 1 again. Lord, should I attack? And the, the Lord said, go. What do we see in David? That David kept coming back to God. That's what it means to knock. It means you keep coming back to God. And you keep touching the door until that door opens in your life. Now, I just want to sum it up like this. When you go to a door, there's a lot of reasons you go to a door. Hay muchas razones por las cuales usted puede ir a una puerta. I'll give you an example. There might be a need to hide somewhere. If you are trying to run from a, uh, a storm, you're going to go into a door, aren't you? Some of you need to need a place to hide tonight. You need a refuge, a shelter. Jesus is the door to that refuge. And here's the thing. If there's a storm, you don't just knock once. Right? If you're in trouble, you don't just knock once. You knock until that door opens. You knock until help comes. A veces usted tiene que correr una puerta para recibir auxilio. Si está en una tormenta, una tempestad, usted va a un lugar para pedir ayuda o auxilio, tiene que tocar esa puerta. Another reason that you might go to a door is that you need help. Otra razón que usted puede ir a una puerta es porque le falta ayuda, le falta algún recurso. I remember when uh, I was a little boy, my, uh, I was traveling with my mother back from her parents' house out, on the, out in the country, and we had a flat, and we didn't have cell phones back in those days. I don't know if these young people can imagine a day without cell phones and without internet. And she said, we're going we're gonna to walk up this little path and knock on that door. Sometimes you need help. And there's no help around. You've got to go knock on a door and say, can you help me? Tonight, Jesus is that door. If you're stranded, if you find yourself without help, without the strength that you need, Jesus wants to help you. He says, knock. There's always someone home. Say amen, somebody. There's always someone home, and when he opens that door, you'll have the help that you need. Sometimes we knock on the door because we need provision. I don't know why, but back when I was a kid, it seemed like they always sent me over to Grandma's house to get a cup of sugar. Sometimes you got to go ask a neighbor for some provision. God says, I am the door. You can knock on this door, and I have what you need. This storehouse is full all the time. He said, but Lord, I got, what, I got all the supply yesterday. There might not be anything left. He said, look, last night while you were sleeping, I was restocking the shelves of provision for your life. Go and knock on the door because if you knock, it will be open. 
And whatever you need is going to be provided there. We might come to that door because we are in need of relationship. Sometimes you knock on the door because there's somebody on the other side that you want to get to know. Uh Uh-oh. Back before text messages and Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram, if you saw someone you wanted to get to know, you had to go knock on the door. God says, do you want to know me? Come knock on the door. And I will answer you. I will give you the thing that you need. So Jesus says, everyone, verse 8, say it with me, everyone who asks, receives. Are you everyone? Has God left you out of that tonight? He says, everyone who asks, receives. And everyone who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door is open. Can I give you this invitation from the Lord tonight? He says, I want to meet your need. Ask me. Seek me. Knock on the door. I'll I'll bring what you need. I'll supply what you need. Because tonight we have this assurance, don't we? God will meet my need. Say that again. God will meet my need. One more time. God will meet my need. Third time. God will meet my need. If you believe that tonight, why don't you stand up and just raise your hands to heaven and confess that to God. Lord, I know that you always hear me. I know that you can meet my need. But the Bible said nothing shall be impossible with God. And if you believe, He says, it will be given, it will be granted unto you. Take your needs to the Lord tonight. Be specific. Be specific with God. Vamos a ser específicos con Dios esta noche. Vamos a llevar nuestra necesidad a Él esta noche. Y decirle, Señor, esto es específicamente lo que yo necesito. Just tell him tonight, God, this is exactly what I need. Meet me in this place of my need tonight. Now, I want to invite you to come into this altar. If you want to come into this altar tonight, let's do that. And just bring your need to God. Find a place where you can be honest with God and say, Lord, If you ever heard me, I need you to hear me tonight. I need your help. I need refuge. I need shelter. I need deliverance. I need healing. I need power. I need strength. I need love. I need grace. Like that young man in that story. Tonight I'm saying, God, if I'm with you, I know there's going to be a blessing. 
I know there's going to be a meeting of my need. 